0: Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Well, with us, he's one of the best in the business. Now we go, geez, we go way back. Tom McCarthy, welcome, my friend. It's great to have you on the show.
1: Thanks, Josie. It's good to be with you, man.
0: All right. <laughs> hey, I got to start out with uh Yesterday, you had the Eagles and Bucks, And as I was driving back from the airport, because I had Ohio State and Columbus yesterday, driving back from the airport, I heard a couple of the the, uh, touchdown calls on Westwood as I was driving back. Great calls, by the way. Uh, Anything about that game, like strike you and sit back and go, boy, I I didn't really expect that.
1: Yeah, I I didn't expect Jalen Hurts to be as overmatched, honestly, Jonesy, as he was. I, I, I thought the Eagles would have a really tough time winning that game only because I did the Buccaneers the week earlier and I was really impressed with just the way that they distribute to everybody but I really did not think that Jalen Hurts was going to be that overmatched. Uh, his throws were not good. Uh, he seemed rushed and it just seemed like the game was fast for him and, and you know, I mean he as is one of, more, one of the more accomplished college quarterbacks in recent years and it just didn't seem like that experience helped him in this kind of a game.
0: Yeah, it did not in that type of game. You've seen Brady a lot during the course of your yeah. time. Um, what is it about him that you that you'll walk away and, and appreciate maybe more than ever that maybe you hadn't appreciated before?
1: I just I, I think it's it's really how smart he is when it comes to the game itself uh, because you know. He was not gifted with the greatest physical talent. I mean, he'll be the first one to tell you that. But he has somehow over the years figured out – and you saw him when he was in college. I mean, there were times where he barely played. There were years where oh. you know he wasn't the main guy. Um, right. But I just think he's smarter than, than most guys are. I really do. I, I know experience helps a lot with everything that we do in life, but he has somehow – you know, people talk about physical steroids, like people that take, you know, steroids to be physically stronger. Yeah. He has done something to make himself mentally and, I guess, educationally stronger. I don't know what it is. It's just he's just a smart dude. He's just a smart dude.
0: Yeah, no, he he is. In fact, you're right. When he was at Michigan, uh, Lloyd Carr caught a lot of heat because they wanted the fans and media wanted to play Drew Henson. And right. he kept yep. he kept playing he kept playing Brady and what are you playing him for? Well, now of course you know he comes back and he's you know they they act as if they were behind him all the way. So he's right. <laughs> like, hey, he's that's our guy. So I always love Brady. Yeah, <laughs> no, I was standing there when you weren't behind Brady. Uh, I have to ask yeah, you, I, what you know, was... Go ahead.
1: I was going to say Jay Feely. I've done games with Jay and Jay was his teammate at Michigan and he does contend that locker room wise that he knew that he was he was big time not this big time but they knew that they were better when he was quarterbacking them at michigan locker room maybe not boosters but locker room felt that way
0: well, lloyd Carnew. lloyd Carnew. Yeah. right so i mean that's that's an important guy in the locker room to have with you uh, you worked the week, bef- week before. You uh, worked the week before in an emergency. I think you were doing basketball out on the coast and uh, had to come over and do the game with Tony Romo. What was the experience? Uh, you worked with a lot of different people, obviously. You know, what was it like working with Tony Romo?
1: It was actually it was great, Steve. I mean, he um, he's like a big kid. I think he just heard it in that call. You know, just the the exuberance, the 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 wonderment of it all i i think that's how he does it you know that's how and, and that's how he did do it when he and i worked together you know he and i had met a couple of years ago at a couple of cbs seminars but it was really just briefly uh but he didn't really miss a beat i i was just trying not to get in anybody's way more than anything else the last couple of years with the pandemic i've been the quote-unquote on-call guy yeah because as the seventh crew yeah as the seventh crew i don't always work um so they had me on standby every week and I would prepare for every game and they rebuilt a the studio in my house and things like that And um, you know this you know this was kind of a surprise you're right I was supposed to be in San Diego to do basketball and then they called on Wednesday and said Jim had tested positive and uh, once I found out from Jim that he was totally fine I, I felt a little bit better about the whole situation
0: yeah, yeah that, that, that's it. But as long as he was fine, you knew you could just go in and do your job and he'd be back this past yeah. week, which he was. Yeah. Uh, years ago, uh, not, not years ago, a couple of years ago, I was talking with Eli Gold. Of course, Eli does Alabama. And Eli's done a wide variety of sports. And as you know, I do football, basketball, I do baseball, I do minor league baseball up here. And the two of us were talking about the change in sports we feel like always keeps us fresh. You're doing the NFL, you're doing college basketball, then eventually the Phillies. Do you feel the same way that by changing sports it keeps you fresh?
1: I I really do. I've always felt that way. You know, I've cut back in recent years, although sometimes it doesn't seem that way, like these last couple weeks. Uh, I have a lot of games on my schedule. But I remember when I was really just starting out, I, I guess I was still with the Phillies the first time. Maybe I was with the Mets, but I would do a full slate of Rutgers football games or Princeton football games, depending on the year. And then I'd do a full slate of St. Joseph's basketball or Princeton basketball, depending on the year. Yeah. And then I would do 25 games on CBS TV, CBS Sports Network TV. And then I'd coach the school basketball team. So there were nights where I wasn't home you know, for 30 days at a time. And you know, people asked me about that. And I said, well, one was because my boys were playing. The other one was because I do think it makes me sharper as a broadcaster. Uh, I'm fortunate now where I don't have to do as much, but I still have my hand in it enough. And I just think it makes me better working with different partners, seeing how people prepare, seeing how I prepare differently from one year to the next. And I'm always a big, and I know you are too, Steve. I'm always a big pace guy. Like yep. pacing is really important to me as a broadcaster, yep. and I just think that one sport helps me with the other one.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I, totally. Yeah, pacing is important, and then the pace of baseball is different than the pace of basketball. Is different than the pace of football, and it, and people don't realize it doesn't take it doesn't take much to adjust at all. But the different pace is what keeps you sharp, right? And Absolutely. I, I think that, Absolutely. Yeah, I, yeah, and that that's that that part. I just. Thoroughly enjoy. Um, any thoughts on with the Phillies and baseball in general? They're going. It's it's not going anywhere at the moment. You and I both know how this works. Any concern that games will be missed on your part as you sit back and play the waiting game?
1: Yeah, we we've been asked not to talk about it at all, Steve. Uh, fair because there's Very so fair. much speculation going into it. Um, you know. My hope is that we have it sooner rather than later. I think that's the easiest way of putting it. I'm excited to see Bryce come back after an MVP year. Um, But they're really, you know, they're really, they want us to just keep it, you know, sort of streamlined because we're not in the meetings with it. But they, um, right. I'm hoping sooner rather than later.
0: Yeah, that's very fair. Very fair. I'm glad you said that. I do want to ask you about Bryce for a moment. You watch him on an everyday basis. After he got hit, People were wondering, like, boy, how's he going to bounce back from it? What allowed him to not only bounce back from something that's a scary hit, but then to excel the way he did?
1: I think that he has, you know, we just talked about Tom Brady, you know, this, this ability to kind of think the game through. And I think Bryce, over the years, has shown that same ability. You know, people that are at the level of Tom Brady – um, and I think Michael Jordan was that way, and I'm not trying to compare Tom Brady or, you know, Bryce Harper to Michael Jordan, but I do think that there's there is a there's a mental capacity and sort of a, a slowing down of the game capacity that these guys have that nobody else has, and I think that in some ways he was able to refocus and. That kind of got him back to where he needed to be. Um, I don't know if that makes any sense or not, but I just think no, that he it does. There's a there's a refocusing, I think, and all the great ones are that way. I mean, they are. They just, you know, Jimmy Rollins was always that way. Chase Utley was always that way, where they could just refocus and take something that's a negative, and even if it's a physical negative, and make it into a positive. And I think that. You know, those. I think the great ones are able to do that.
0: Yeah, so I think they're able to take something, and this is like before they go to the plate. This is something that yeah. happens in batting yeah. practice. That's where it happens. Then, when they get to the plate, they're in the moment, and whatever happened around them had nothing, has nothing to do with the moment. It's now their moment.
1: Yeah, it's a slowing down of things where yeah. it's, the moment just doesn't become too big for them. It just. You know, we all strive for that in anything we do, but I think as
0: an athlete, it's even harder. Uh, something that's been difficult for the Phillies has been the composition of the bullpen. But, Tommy, Tom, you and I both know that every single team in the league, okay, National American League, they're all trying to hit those one- or two-year wonders in the bullpen that get recycled all over the place. I just felt like the Phillies just haven't hit it right the last couple of years, because I think that's a spot where you got to be really fortunate. Am I right about that?
1: I think that there's a lot of luck that's involved in it. Yes. Um, I think about the, the late Ray out Cormier, um, who the Phillies had for, you know, a number of years and
0: lefty, yep. you know,
1: one year he'd be really good. One year he'd be, he'd struggle Then he'd be really good and he would struggle. Um, That's, to me, and and listen, you have pieces in the bullpen that should be good every year. Your closer, uh, you know, maybe your setup guy or your lefty specialist, but it's those other pieces that are hard to fill, and I do think that that's cyclical, and there's a lot of luck involved. I think that that has always been that way in baseball. You know, my, my feeling is, and I don't think I'm different than a lot of folks on this, is that... I think sometimes we burden the bullpen too much when we when, when you don't have it, and I'm not saying the Phillies, but I'm saying baseball teams in general. they go to this they get the starter out a little too early sometimes. And I know that you know statistics show that the third time through, it's not usually the best for a starting pitcher. but i I am still of the belief that unless you are of the the elite of the elite, the bullpen, that if you're a starting pitcher, then you're better than a guy that's a, a setup man or a long reliever in the bullpen. Just the way totally it is. Agree. So I want to stay with them. And I hope baseball goes back to it a little bit more. I, I think that, you know, I've tried to spend this offseason sort of embracing the change in the game, just as you and I have embraced the college football change and the college basketball change over the years. Mm-hmm. Trying to embrace the change a little bit more, but I do think that's one piece where I'd like to see it's go back to it last ten years, and the starter goes on average at least six innings instead of five innings.
0: Yeah, I I, I totally agree with you on that. Totally agree. Um, look, I think your first three starters, now starters four and five. Yeah, you and I could sit down and debate whether you know because there's a reason you're a four or five. But the first three guys, I'm with you all the way. I I think you know, and, and I'm like you you do have to embrace the changes with it because we have to stay in front of what's going on with the respective games we're doing.
1: Yes, yes. And, um, you know, I, I'm excited about, you know, what Zach Wheeler did last year. Uh, I'm excited about, you know, what he was able to bring to this organization. And that's, you know, but they're hard. those guys are hard to find. Those kind of players are hard to find.
0: My friend, it is so great to have you with us. It is always great talking with you, whether it's in person or in a format like this. Thanks so much, and great job yesterday, by the way, but you always did a great job.
1: Well, I appreciate that, Jonesy. I really do. I look forward to seeing you sometime down the road.